You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. We lie and do not practice the truth, is the title of this devotion. And I know that sounds pretty wow in your face. I lie, I don't practice the truth. Well, that's what it says here in 1 John chapter 1, verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. <coughs> and I know that that is quite a strong wake-up call that I personally would think we shouldn't ignore. You cannot be wise in your own eyes. No, you ought to allow the Lord to search every part of your person and to use every means to do so, that there's nothing hidden about you that you would have to be ashamed of in the day of His coming. And I believe that there are these times in our lives that God comes with the searching light of His Spirit and lifts up the mirror mirror of His life-giving Spirit and Word before us and begins to say, it's time that we clean out these things, these ways of thinking, these ways of talking. And God is extremely patient with us and long-suffering to lead us out of any sense of deception, self-deception, into the knowledge of the truth because self-deception, folks, is, can be so strong where we are so wise in our own eyes and so fully convinced. No, I would never mean that. No, I, I would never mean that. No, you misunderstand me. You misread me. And yes, it's the, the, what is it? The way to hell is paved with good intention. Somebody once said, it's not in the Bible, but... In other words, you say, no, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to do it. But that is what came out of us. And God wants to deal with those things in each and every one of us. No one, Hebrews 12 says, is going to be without the Lord's discipline if they want to partake of His holy nature. If you have become a partaker of His holy nature, He brings you into seasons and timings of discipline whereby He purges your inner nature from the ways of darkness that are often hidden within feelings and thoughts and reasonings and cultures and mindsets and natures and characters that we're not always aware of. And God needs to deal with that. And I'm so grateful He does. I I wouldn't want to be let off the hook. Jeremiah, wow, what a beautiful prophet. I love Jeremiah. Can't wait to meet him in heaven. He says in chapter 17, starting at verse 5, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched place in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, right? Whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its root by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, 
and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing, as a partridge that broods upon, uh, uh, as a partridge that broods but does not hatch, so is he who gets riches but does, uh, but not by right. It will leave him in the midst of his days and all his end will be a fool. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary, O Lord, the hope of Israel. All who forsake you shall be ashamed. Those who depart from me shall be written in the earth because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. You could see how Jeremiah is laboring here by the Spirit of the Lord to, to bring forth for the people to say, folks, there's an evident choice between light and darkness, between life and death, between blessing and cursing. And the Lord wants to bring you into such a place through your union with Him that you begin to bear the fruit of that union in the way that you think in your heart and the way that you think in your mind and the way that you behave daily. God wants to bring to you all your ways. He wants to bless you in your ways in Him. He wants to bless you, make you fruitful in your relationship with Him, but your own heart can be so deceptive and corrupt who knows the heart? The Lord searches the heart to give to every man according to his ways. And you want to let the Lord search you. Search me, O oh God, and know me. David said it in Psalm 19, in Psalm 139, and so many other places. And Jeremiah, he says in chapter 12, listen to this. This has really helped me. These three little verses here in chapter 12 of Jeremiah have really helped me. Righteousness are you, righteous are you, O Lord. When I plead with you, yet let me talk with you about your judgments. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are those happy who deal so treacherously? You have planted them. Yes, they have taken root, they grow. Yes, they bear fruit. You are near their mouth, but far from their mind. The word mind there is the word kidneys. We'll come back to that in a second. But you, O oh Lord, know me. You have searched me and you've tested my heart toward you. Now this, oh, I prayed it and prayed it also from the Living Bible. He said, Lord, please, I need you to explain this to me. These people that you have done such a work in, and, and they are blessed because of you, and they're prosperous because of you. And your word, they can speak it, but their nature, their inclination, their motivation, every time goes the opposite direction. He says it. You planted them. Yes, they've taken root. They grow. Yes, they bear fruit. You are near their mouth, but far from their mind. The word mind is the word kidneys. Kidneys were offered separate in the sacrifices of God. 
kidneys have to do with the dialysis that cleanses the blood that takes the impurities out constantly, which then come out of your body through your urine, you see. And, and it, out of the, the kidneys, liquid comes out that goes into the bladder and then it comes out of your body. And those are the poisons that are constantly taken out to keep the blood pure. And you see, friends... All of us have this corrupt heart out of which can proceed evil thoughts and evil imaginations. All of us, yours, mine, mine too. Right here, it's Jesus said, what comes out of a man defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, pornographia, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness. An evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, 13 vices. These evil things come from within the defilement. Defilement, folks, it can come to the best of person. The only way to not be defiled is to be constantly cleansed, is to be constantly renewed inwardly. And there are moments in our lives when the Lord holds up the mirror to us of his spirit and word, and he begins to show us this area in your life is not clean, it's not pure, it's not has doesn't have my heart, my mind in it. The way you think that, the way you respond that, the way you act, that isn't me. That is your selfish flesh. That is your pride. That is your offenses that are hidden within your heart speaking, and that is defilement and corruption. Lord holds up the mirror, and then we have to choose. Do we ignore the Lord and continue in our evil way? Or do we cry out like David did in Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and preserve me by a holy, steadfast spirit. Take not your spirit from me and cast me not away from your presence, but restore to me the joy of your salvation. For then I shall teach sinners your ways and transgressors will be converted to you. David had this, this spirit in him that, that, that God is looking for in each and every one of us, that we choose, that we make the right choice. It says here in Isaiah 51, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God and he will abundantly pardon so listen to this in closing. Go with me for a second to Ezekiel chapter 18. Okay? I love Ezekiel. What a phenomenal book it is. And Ezekiel starts in verse 21 by saying, well, the whole chapter is so powerful, chapter 18, 19, and 20. But he says in verse 21 of chapter 18, Now if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed keeps on my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him because of the righteousness which he has done. He shall live. Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his way and live? But when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and does according to all the abominations of that the wicked man does, shall he live? 
all the righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered because of the unfaithfulness of which he is guilty and the sin which he has committed because of them he shall die. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not fair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is it not my way which is fair and your way which is not fair? When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity, and dies in it, it is because of the iniquity which he has done that he dies. Again, when the wicked man turns away from his wickedness which he has committed and does what's lawful and right, he preserves himself alive. Because he considers and turns away from all the transgressions which he has committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not fair. O house of Israel, is it not my way which are fair and your ways which are not fair? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel. Everyone according to his way, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions so that iniquity will not become your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed and get yourself a new heart and a new spirit for why should you die, O house of Israel? I have no pleasure in the death of the one who dies, says the Lord. Therefore, turn and live. Friends, every one of us has to choose who we will serve. God is holy. We cannot say we're in fellowship with Him and continue in the ways of darkness. No wonder we get broken down. No wonder our life just begins to evaporate and we feel so low and so heavy and demoralized and broken. And we go to church and say, I don't know why things don't change for me. No, folks, you have to choose whom you will serve in this life. And when there's darkness in our life that we know, no, this is not clean, this is not right, these thoughts, these ways, these things, we have to turn. You may say, yeah, I tried, Pastor, I tried to turn. You got to keep at it. You got to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. When David says in Psalm 119, when I realized the wrong direction I had had it in, I turned around and came running back to you. Friends, you got to just rend your heart and nut your clothing and come to God with such a deep mourning and, and, and wailing of repentance, as it says in James 4.10. And you weep and wail before God and say, no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. You know, when I was a young man, I'll close with this little story. I used to, on a Friday night, go to the pub and drink myself drunk. You know, I would drink so many drinks and that I would be drunk and go home and go to sleep and sleep it off half the day into Saturday. Then when Jesus came into my heart and got born again, I hadn't been in that way, but one Friday night I was bored, I was alone. So I went back to the pub and drank a couple of those heavy drinks that I used to drink. And then I felt so miserable within myself, like I didn't belong there. And I went back to my room and I felt loneliness like I'd never known before as if the presence of the Lord had departed from me. And I fell on my face in fear and I said, Oh God, oh God, forgive me. I'll never go back there. I'll never go back there. I repent. I'll never do it again. And his spirit came upon me afresh and anew. 
And I tell you the truth, I've never ever gone back. I've never gone back. And I, I, I found this writing, I just remembered it as I'm sharing this with you. Um, uh, that's not the one. Uh, that's not the one. Here it is. I found this writing in one of, uh, in, in the book Revival We Need by Oswald J. Smith. Revival We Need by Oswald J. Smith. Phenomenal book. And he says on page 56, I was talking about uh, Charles Giuffini. I was powerfully converted on the morning of the 10th of October, 1821, writes Charles G. Giuffini. In the evening of the same day, I received overwhelming baptism of the Holy Spirit that went right through me as it seemed to me, body and soul, and I immediately found myself endued with such power from on high that a few words dropped here and there to, uh, to individuals were the means of their immediate conversion. My words seemed to fasten like barbed arrows in the souls of men. They cut like a sword. They broke the heart like a hammer. Multitudes can attest to this. Oftentimes a word dropped without me remembering it would fasten conviction and result in, in, in almost immediate conversion. Now listen, here comes. Sometimes I would find myself in a great measure empty of this power. I would go and visit and find I made no saving impression at all. I would exhort and pray and there was no results. I would then set a apart a day of private fasting and prayer, fearing the power had departed from me and would inquire anxiously after the reason of this apparent emptiness. After humbling myself and crying out for help, the power would return upon me with all of its freshness. This has been the experience of my life, writes Charles Giuffini. So folks, it's not just one time I gave my life to Christ. No, every day His Spirit renews me into that fellowship in the light of, the, of my Father and I'm conscious of His love and life and I live in this light and I can't go back to the darkness. I can't go back to it. I can't bear it. I can't bear to have fellowship with it. And if I watch something on TV and it's too dark, both Virginia and I will go, oh, this is too dark for us, too dark. And we turn it off. We turn it off. We don't, we don't stay there. And I keep this daily in my heart. And if I feel... I watch some film or just a part of it and it's just too strong. I immediately say, Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart with your precious blood. Lord, I shouldn't have looked at that. Help me, Lord. Keep me in the fellowship of your light so that, that it keeps me from the darkness. I don't want any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Folks, we got to we got to really guard ourselves to never, ever, ever go back and allow our own hearts to deceive us and lie against the truth that we are not we're not really living for God. No, folks, come on. We don't live a lie. We live the truth. Amen. Have a good day.